My name is Gail Davis, and you're listening to episode number nine of the Design Perspectives Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to Design Perspectives with Gail M. Davis of Gail Davis Designs. On this podcast, we're going to talk all things design. We're going to get it from the perspective of the architect, the interior designer, the tradespeople, and yes, the clients that hire and fire us. I look forward to just chatting about it and listening and most importantly, learning. Thank you for joining me and I can't wait to get this started. Well, as promised, I have the fabulous Kim Radovich here. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is. Kim, tell the audience hello and tell a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Kim Hendrickson-Radovich, and I am the soul of designer uh, at uh, Kim Radovich Interiors and Kimmy Courtney Home. Uh, I'm the principal designer. I have, a, I have a small staff of six here in Huntington Bay, and we also, on Long Island, the beautiful Gold Coast of Long Island, and we also have a showroom, uh, we, we have a, we have an office-based showroom in, um, in New York City, where, a, a smaller space, but nevertheless a space, and we are doing work all over Long Island, the United States, uh, New York City, we're busy, 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 and I began, I, I think I would say, this is my second career, Yay. uh, it's like it's my first career, I've been here, I've been doing this for 20 years. But in fact, I am, I guess, yes, I guess I'm old enough for this to be my second career. <laughs> uh, uh, we are enjoying this, this, this run of, it's a, it's, we've been tremendously successful because as I always say, find a job you love and you will never work a day in your life. Sweet, sweet. Now you said you've been doing this for 20 years and this is your second incarnation. What is the most valuable lesson that you have learned in this business? I think I, 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 my first piece of advice, especially for those who are coming up in the industry after being in school, is learn everything they didn't teach you in design school. I, 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 I attended Parsons School of Design for many, many, many years. That's where my training is. And uh, I, I received a wonderful education there, but I did not learn what I needed to learn about business, um, business practices and principles, and 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 functioning in the workspace in um, as a businesswoman. And I think that what I've done over the last twenty years is hone my craft, not only as an artist but as a, as a business person. We need to put on both caps in order to survive in this industry. It's not easy. It looks glamorous. Everyone, when you study <laughs> yes, your designer or interior decorator, they say. Oh my goodness, that's what I've always wanted to do. You're so lucky. You're lucky if you know how, if you have all those people working for you that make it work for you. Cool. Um, what would you advise a person who is looking to hire an interior designer to look for? What questions should they ask? Well, I think the first question is, can I see your portfolio? I'd love to see your website. Uh, the second question would be, um, 
do you have a particular style or are you open to different genres? And uh, how will you work with me? I have, especially, I'm going to, I, I have to have a, a vision of an image in my head of who that client is. And I'm going to say this is a client who sort of has a picture of what they want. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it's important to ask that question. How are you going to make this look like my home using your expertise? Not a problem. What is one of your non-negotiables when working with a client? Because everybody nowadays who thinks they have a good eye or has a relative who has a good eye can do the same thing that you're doing and say like you do an interview with someone and they bring their whole family with them, which I've had that happen once. Um, (laughs) It was a little bit daunting. What is your non-negotiable when working with clients? So I'm very happy to collaborate. However, I... My non-negotiable is, uh, well, it's not really, my non-negotiable really isn't a design aesthetic because if a, desi- if, a, if a client insists on something that I don't really think, where I really don't approve, mm-hmm. uh, if they're home, they can do whatever they want. But I right. will, of course, tell them that I, I can guarantee them it's not going to look the way, it, you know, the space isn't going to turn out the way it needs to. I mean, you know, when they're paying the bill, they can do whatever they want. But paying the bills are what uh, I, I'm not. No, I, I have. There's that's a non-negotiable. I charge what I charge. This is another piece of advice for designers. My fee is my fee. It is non-negotiable. If it is, uh, if my fee is too high and it doesn't work for them, then I will happily recommend another designer, or they can go and look for somebody else. But my time is incredibly valuable. I work very hard, and I'm either in the transaction or out of the transaction. So, <laughs> I but, love when you say that. I love, love, yeah, love when you say well, that. My friend Jackie Higgins years ago told me that, and I, I, I just—it's one of my mantras. You know, that it is what it is. This is how much I charge. If you, if there, if we're going to go into a negotiation, the conversation's over because these are my fees. I never negotiate my fees. I never negotiate my flat fee. I never negotiate my hourly fee. Sometimes I'm a little generous and I don't nickel and dime my clients if I'm on the telephone or I'm, I'm, I'm consulting, but I value my time and my, and my employees time as well because they need to be paid for the the efforts that they, I mean, the, the, the hard work that my team puts into each and every project is, they're, they're, oh, they go over and above. Sure. I, I have to fight with them to get them to take lunch. Sure. That's another piece of advice. Stop and have lunch. I know. I was. Um, I do it all the time. And that's something that I learned when I was interning at Bunny Williams, that when we would stop and take lunch, like we would sit down, pull out the china, put the food on the on the plates, and just really take that hour and just decompress and disconnect and work, you know, like, and enjoy the lunch. And then when it was done, it was like, okay, now back to work. But I know a lot of designers who are in business for themselves and they never stop to take lunch. I was working in an office earlier this year and they know who they are and they're going to laugh when they hear this. And I probably annoyed them so much because I was like, and now we're going to have lunch together. (laughs) They're like, we've got work to do. And I was like, you have to stop and eat lunch. There's nothing wrong with that. You can take an hour out of your day, 45 minutes, 30 minutes and eat lunch. It's it's okay, people. 
but that was something it's they had a hard time that with. I am working on again in my studio. Uh, when I, I've moved a couple of times. I had a, um, I had a studio in Mutton Town, also on the North Shore of Long Island. And when, uh, and for the, I think we were there for maybe 10, 11 years, we always up to lunch and we set the table. And then when I moved to Huntington Bay and I, I had, I had a, my business was in the cottage on my property. And it's a reasonable sized place and had a little kitchen and I would make turkey chili and bring it in and a salad. And I would ask everyone to please come down and take that hour and sit down and have lunch. And now I find that it's a challenge for us to do that. And it's mm-hmm. something that we need to, have a conversation about because we're so busy and I see my staff sitting there eating lunch at the desk and they don't want to leave. I, yeah. I beg them come in and have lunch and they don't want to. I think I'm going to put, I'm going to force them because it's just the point where everybody is burnt. We're fried. We get onto the, that device first thing in the morning. Oh so my God. Yes. You know, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yes. if we're fried. I, my eyeballs right now are falling out of my head from all the texts I got today. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but, but just to go back to that, that what we were last talking about, there's, there's another line that I love, and it's the bitterness of cheap quality remains long after the sweetness of low prices forgotten. Yes. And I think it's, I think that is something that we need to remember when we're selling uh, product to a client and they're they're trying to get the price down if they can afford it. I mean, of course, right. when you budget shop, and I, I always want to honor that. Right, right. If I'm working with a young couple and they're at the end of their budget because they just built a house and they're trying to get the baby's room done, right. you know, and it's just, I and, I, and I do care about budget. I want, I don't want to take advantage of anyone. I want every, I want the job to be beautiful at the end of the day and you can do that on any budget. But, for someone who does have a budget and, and, and really wants job right, sometimes spending a little bit, of, a little extra is worth its weight in gold. True. Agreed. Agreed. So you know uh, this new conversation that everyone is having on transparency and on markup and your hourly and where all this money is going, but more importantly, on the transparency of the markups, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Okay, well, we spoke about that at my design retreat. I'm very clear about how I feel. My the the my pricing, and um, I, I'm a stocking dealer for almost everything I sell. So if you're going when you come to buy from me, very often if you're if I'm if I'm selling you furniture, which is because I'm a reta- I'm not only a designer, I'm a retailer. I'm probably selling you a furniture at. 20% below retail to retail. That's probably what it's coming. I'm, I'm going to, when I resell that, I make I make money on that. The information... Which is not a dirty word, by the way. To make money. This <laughs> is what I do. I'm a business person making money. I'm paying a staff. I'm paying a rent. I'm paying for utilities. I am paying for samples. I mean, I it costs a lot to be a designer. Yes, it does. And to run a design firm. Yes, it so, does. It, uh, but... But as far as transparency goes, I am not giving my clients my pricing. I'm not sharing that. That's proprietary information. And you would never walk into Bloomingdale's and say, um, I'm going to buy that. Um, I- I'd like to buy that little ottoman over there. 
but first, I would like you to show me what you pay, what, what the wholesale price that you pay. Yes. Uh, this is not, this is not how it works. And I, I do, I, I do have a problem personally with designers who give away their, um, their proprietary information and allow their clients to buy at um, at a uh, wholesale at, at trade um, pricing. Agreed. I don't think really fair. I don't think that's fair to designers. And it's certain. And I know some of the younger designers are doing that now, coming out of school. It's just it. You're not how. How do you survive? How do you survive? Sure. How do you survive? I will tell you that you know it's. Uh, that that twenty five or thirty percent markup is not going to pay your bills. It just is not no. realistic. No, it's not taking you. To, you know, shopping at for Maserati, and that's what gets me to. And they're like, "Well, I'm giving you business," and I'm like, "Right, you're giving me business the one time, or maybe a couple of times, but I'm giving repeat business to this vendor, if not daily, definitely monthly." And it's so. It's absolutely a different story. If I'm spending a couple hundred thousand dollars a year with a vendor, I am getting a different price than if you are going to buy it at, you know, on, on, uh, you know, on, on one of these websites. It's just, it's not a, a discounted website or, or if you, it's just, it's not. It's, it's not a business model for a designer that wants to, make a living. No, not at all. I agree. If you want to have friends, it's a great idea. (laughs) And I think that's been one of our biggest problems is that we are people pleasers and we want everyone to love us and we want everybody happy at the cost sometimes of uh, being able to pay the bills. So Mm -hmm. it's something that we, and we need to empower one another and remind one another that our time is valuable and it's okay to charge money for our services. Agreed. Now you you touch briefly on this, but let's talk about um, the design retreat. What made you decide to do a design retreat? And by the way, people, I went to Kim's home where she hosted the retreat. And can I tell you, I've been to that part of Long Island because I grew up on Long Island, but I forgot how stunning the Gold Coast is and her property is amazing. Go ahead, Kim. I just had to say that. Well, that home, again, another labor of love for me. It's just, uh, it's such a beautiful old space, and the property's great, the neighborhood's great. I always say I'm so lucky. I live in Shangri-La. Agreed. Uh, it's, yeah, it's great. And I, that, I got to tell you, I, I felt like I was what, three feet off the ground walking out of that magical weekend, and I think every other designer was. It was quite quite an experience i it met every expectation i had uh design retreat is something that i have been thinking about dreaming about knowing i knew it was going to come to fruition one day but i didn't know when it was going to happen and my 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 dream was to have a a, a retreat a time of two or three days when designers and industry professionals could get together and talk about the industry, talk about the challenges faces designers and uh, and as and as uh, vendors and industry professionals and um, 
that included attorneys and accountants and uh, bookkeepers and uh, floral designers and uh, 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 commercial designers, of which, by the way, I'm a commercial designer so I have to wear two different hats they're two different models so there are I just wanted to have a group of people get together and really talk about the meat and potatoes of what's happening in our industry talk about our problems and work them out together I think that we're stronger together agreed right agreed yeah and I think enough business to go around and I think I you know my 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 saying is Find there, you will find your Buddha, your Buddha will find you. Everyone has their own client. My client, Gail, might not be yours, mm-hmm. and but there's but there is a client for each one of us, there's a perfect fit for each one of us. And I think that if we share everything that we know, and then we go out into the world having shared contracts, having shared philosophies, having shared problems, having shared all of our concerns, and we have gleaned everything we possibly. And from those professionals out there that can help us to take ourselves to the next level, we can go out there and really do the job that we want to do. We all want to change space. We want to get get into these these spaces and turn them into fabulous places. And this is what we live for. I mean, I get up every day. I'm so lucky. I get up every day and I get to do a job I can't wait to do. I love my job. Yeah. And, you know, as they say, good luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. Yes. That's what good luck is. And you're prepared when you have, and when you share in a community of, of, of like-minded souls who really want to help one another, luck is there. Yeah, luck is, money is there. All going to be there for you as long as you have a good foundation, which you can only build by learning. I and do. how do we learn? We share. Yeah. How do we? You know. Uh, you, you. You know. You know. The, the what is the saying when the uh, student is ready, the teacher arrives. Yes, and that's what it felt like for me being there. It was nice to have you know the PR panel. It was nice to have Sabine talk about editorial. It was nice to have the gentleman. Was it Larry, the the attorney? It was amazing to hear. Yeah. He was really great just to say, you know, what should be in your contract and, you know, how you should operate and what you should not, op- you know, how you should not operate. Cause that could be a law. Lo- that will be a oh, lawsuit. That was, a, that was an eye opener. He was, we were just. Really- yeah. Yeah. And, how- and this is information that we need to know because the laws change all the time. Yes. And, and so great. Change, also hearing Sabine, talk about what's the changes that are going on in the in the uh public in the world of publications and in social media and talking to Anne and and Andrew and, and Kate about the uh the changes in social media and what's happening this ever-changing world and you know it's we need to be on top of these things and know what we need to, we need to know what we need to know and we we're busy working and the, the the industry is changing daily and having all these professionals come in and, and share all the secrets of, you know, how did, how do you get, what, 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 what are your expectations? Should, how are you going to get published? Right. right. How do I select a photographer? A photographer was wonderful. Also, it was just so many. Um, and well, that, that was, so that was what I really wanted to do. Bring people together like-minded designers together who could support one another in a 
safe environment, enjoy wonderful food, good music, good company uh, with the with professional rock stars who could really, really help us sort of find a carve out a plan. And we each have our own plan. You know, we all have what well, we talked about licensing. That was wonderful. Also with with uh, Austin, um, Austin from Mabley Handler. I mean, yeah. talking about uh, learning about licensing and how to how to design a product and how to sell it to a potential um, licensor. It was very very exciting, and I think everybody got to sort of see maybe what their niche was. Well, what do, how do I want to take my design yes. business next level? Uh, so we all left very, very inspired, but this is something I've wanted to do for years and years. And I know I'm a connector in as much as yes, I you love, are. Yes, you are. I can, I, yeah, I can see that completely. Well, you know, with the, uh, having been the, the president of ASID for the last year and prior to that, the president elect of ASID New York Metro, um, I, I saw how I, I do have that skill of being able to connect people. I like, well, it's not a skill. I like connecting people. Right. I like people. And I like to, I, I like to see um, people, I, I, I want others to enjoy the same uh, successes that I have enjoyed in my life. I want my designer colleagues to wake up every morning and not feel defeated. I want them to know how to deal with a difficult client so they can turn it around or how to walk away, how to, uh, how to photograph a room so that they, they know that they can present it and be proud of it. I want them to, I, I want them to know what the little tricks of the trade are so that they don't fall down the rabbit hole of, um, of, 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 of complete sheer, the sheer terror yeah. in the rabbit hole. Oh my goodness. I think that, you know, I, I, I'm going in the wrong direction. I, I think that, um, and I really believe that there is, again, you find your Buddha when we come together, people and people connect. How many people did you meet that you never would have otherwise met and you have new relationships? People oh Yeah. Every, everyone there, everyone there. So with this retreat, are you going to have another one? And if so, when and how do people sign up or how do they get invited? What's going on with that? Yeah, so we are planning the next retreat. It was incredibly successful this time. Uh, our sponsors were thrilled. Uh, Philip Jeffries uh, was one of our national sponsors and they're back on board again and uh i I, caracol also sponsored us and they can't wait to be involved again and i believe we already have three or four other um national sponsors who can't wait to get involved at this point uh i think i believe everyone (laughs) attended is excited to come back again and uh i'll be there I'll May, be there. I think mid-May okay. is uh, the next retreat. It will be, again, at my home. It will, again, be intimate, probably 12 to 14 designers. So there will be a limit. And we'll be sending out a save-the-date, I'd say, probably by the end of the month, next month, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can always email me at Kim at KimRadovichInteriors.com if they are not on the mailing list to get on the mailing list. Uh, on my website, um, KimRadovichInteriors.com, there will be um, 
a little sign-in area where you can get onto the mailing list. So that is there. Look at look on my please. Uh, um, listen, you're, everyone's going to hear this podcast, so of course, <laughs> yes. right here. Uh, and I hope you're going to join us also because you were really a spark. Oh, thank you, honey. Of course, I'm going to be work. there. I told I mean, Anne. came in and I thought, who is this chick? <laughs> well, I really like this chick. Who is she? And everyone re- responded to you in such a positive way. You had so much good energy. Thank and you, that ma'am. Was what that was what that weekend was about. Oh, it was amazing energy. As when I left, I told Van, I was like, I'm in the next one. In fact, when everyone was, when Sabine was talking, I leaned over, I was like, oh, I'm in. And then when the, the uh, attorney was talking, I said, I'm in. She goes, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just so you know, I'm coming, I'm coming back. Like I'm going to be here full time the next time. Oh, I, well, we really look forward to it. And one of the nice things about doing it at the at Harbor Hill is that I, I have a I have a big home, but I also have the separate cottage on the property, and uh, I have a wing in the house where there are I have accommodations for those from out of state. So that was helpful. It so was super helpful. We had people come from uh, around the country, and they were able to stay on the property. And then we also have. If the house fills, it, it didn't because most, um, I would say most of the guests were from the New York area mm-hmm. and some had accommodations at a nearby hotel, yeah. but we do have the cottage, a two bedroom cottage for people to stay in. And then there's the, the wing in the house where the servants quarters used to be. So, you know, everyone can have a, a lovely accommodation. There are other bedrooms. Uh, in the home and uh, but then there are hotels here on the North Shore and I'm hoping that down the road what I'd like to fit in is maybe I mean I've got all these great ideas but I'd love to do a tour of some of the Gold Coast Manor homes yes that would be so perfect yeah I think that would be wonderful and of course you know uh, the other fun little um another little treat we had was that we had these beautifully curated dinners and lunches and breakfasts they were great they were absolutely they were great great and sponsored by different um uh sponsored by different companies so you know caracol who uh who are 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 doing a french inspired Mm -hmm. line we we did a classic french dinner so we had these and we had, you know, uh, 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 potato galore. It was wonderful. And then um, the uh, uh, Philip Jeffries had their Zen and Now inspired wall covering. So we did an Asian dinner. So it's, you know, we're, it was we, fun. It was amazing. Being creative like that. And of course, it allows me to whip out one of my. Uh, special sets of dishes because goodness knows that's one of my weaknesses. I have way too many sets of dishes, so it, it gives me an excuse to um, to curate a beautiful table. Um, because I hostessing is also a real big deal for me. I think that being a tastemaker and uh, talking about lifestyle and the quality of lifestyle, I think it's. I think it's really, really important that we get back to basics, that we Agreed. talk about how to entertain Agreed. and ha- in small groups and connect with one another, you know, Agreed. especially in this age of uh, social media. I Agreed. think it's time to sort of slow down a little bit and just sort of 
take a breath. I agreed. To, to okay. Have a beautiful glass of wine and connect and share ideas and uh, allow us and really support one another to get to that next level. I just want to see my designer friends do well. As I leave, I left at uh, ASID. I finished my presidency just this last Thursday. And one of the reasons, just to get back to what I was talking about before, one of the reasons I chose to accept the position. Mm-hmm. I know that I really, I do care about my design community. No, you do, and, and it came through. I was, I, your passion is there, and people just really need to meet you, and they can, they, it's palpable. Thank you. I appreciate that because I, 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 I really am sincere about it. I don't know what what's wrong with me but that's what I nothing do. you're um, perfect <laughs> care about I, I want to see other people happy I want no. to see them I want to see them successful in their businesses I this is a labor of love for all of us but it can be daunting it can, it can. we have difficult clients and we have to we have to meet the mark and we have we have to please people who sometimes can never be pleased so I want to thank you so much for doing this this interview. It was really important to me to definitely get you um, on this podcast. And I was trying to do it while I was there, but I was so overcome with what was going on when I left. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even interview, but I was like, I will just follow up with her. And it's perfect because it just, it worked out the way it was supposed to. We honestly, we have photographs, some um, business at home, can't, business of home game, and uh, we have beautiful photographs that we haven't sent out yet. It's just been a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. I saw thank yous to send out. You know, me it's, too. <laughs> I was, I, I'm still on a high from the weekend because it was just it was it was magical. It was powerful. Yeah. yeah. Magical is the only word I can use. I yeah. still can't get over what happened. It was just like, it was almost an out-of-body experience. And I am so pleased that I'm able to share my home and open it up, open up my home and share everything that I know. And also have friends and colleagues come and share everything that they know with designers to help them to, um, to, to get to that next place. It's, um, it's a, it's a privilege. Well, thank you so very much um, for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview. And I am so grateful to have met you on my journey and I can't wait to see you again. Oh, thank you, Gail. And for me as well, I feel the same way. (laughs) Talk soon, Kim. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to chat with you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Have a great day.